0: <laughs> oh, wow. We did the wrong thing.
1: <laughs> Good morning and welcome to the breakfast show. This is eighty-seven what the,
0: what Come know? on, sweet it up.
1: 87.8 and eighty eight. Oh eighty eight. Listening right <laughs> across, across the faith Austra- Australia, Australia yeah, right, right across, across the Faith of M network. network. <laughs> this is not Lyle. <laughs> 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 ah, he's so memorable. Uh, he's such a suck, Lawson. Oh, uh, yeah. Like, seriously, Shell, producer Shell, his wife goes away for one day and he has to call in sick. He's like, oh, <laughs> I can't, I can't, I can't it.
0: take it anymore. I can't
1: hack it without me wifey. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> she
1: wasn't there to tuck me in, so I'm chucking her sad.
0: <laughs> chucking a <her> sad. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, Lyle, you're sook. Get out of bed, Lyle. I'm, I'm so cynical because this, like yesterday, this time yesterday, he was sitting right there where you were sitting, just looking, as happy and healthy he's as fine ever. fine and dandy. Yeah, and then suddenly like 9.30 last night, he's like, you got to come get the keys because I can't make it to work. And yeah, like, he te-
0: that's when he texted me. No, I would have been at 7. He was like, oh... Can you fill in for me tomorrow? I'm <laughs> sick. And then like blow, blow your nose emoji. And I was like, okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Poor Lyle is apparently sick. Apparently, yeah, apparently. sick. We said that because we're seriously suspect. Uh, so it is the kids back again. So it's Lawson and Mon on the radio. And uh, producer Jazz filling in, producer Shell. So all the young guns are in, in, in the studio this morning, which is going to be really exciting. Who prepped the weather? Was it you or me? It
0: was you. Okay, good. Yeah, but oh. before we get there, I just want to tell you what I'm grateful for. Oh,
1: I can't wait to tell you what I'm grateful for too.
0: Okay, well then you go first. No,
1: you go first. Uh, no, 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 wait, like, let me go first because okay. you take forever. Um, <laughs> I'm really grateful because my little brother Emery fixed my car doors. So he got he got. <laughs> I don't know that I told you, but I actually glued my car doors shut. Yes. Uh, the door handles down, and uh, and so I had to order new ones. And he yesterday he came up to the house and. um and he spent the afternoon ripping out the old car door handles and putting in the new ones. And now, for the first time in weeks, I've been able to get in my car door like a regular human, instead of having to climb over the uh, from the passenger side. <laughs> nice. <laughs> anyway, you got ten seconds to tell me what you're grateful for.
0: Um, I'm grateful for this flyer that has my face on the inside <gasps> of it.
1: Wow, we are so going to talk about that more. We're we're going to discuss this in depth next. It's like a it's like a whole good news story right yeah. there. Okay. Anyway, great show coming up for you today.
3: This is a reminder, you are listening to the delayed broadcast here on Faith FM. If you would like to listen to the live show and interact with Mon and myself for the breakfast show, then simply go to faithfm.com.au and press play or use the TuneIn radio app.
1: And the
4: path to walk I may find
0: was Stones of Eden, 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 Stones of Eden with (laughs) Back This Way Off the New Album River. And, uh, oh man, Stones of Eden, they've just been, they've been killing it. they're great. They're awesome. We know them. I know them. I know them by name. I know Brad and Donna. They're legends.
1: They go to my church, dude. I see them every week.
0: Yeah, well, I used to work there, so. So. Yeah. We're both Yeah, really we're cool. both really good <laughs> friends with famous people. But, anyways, um, let's get into the
1: breakfast Bible, the- Bible yes. quiz. La 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 la. Are ready for this? Yeah. Have you picked out a prize yet? I have not. Would you like to? No. You, no. Why don't you like doing it's it? It's my least
0: favorite thing. There's so much pressure. I'm like, oh, I'm going to pick <laughs> something good. And it's like, I'd rather you do it.
1: No, they're all good because I picked all of them. Now uh, you just got to pick one. You could literally just close your eyes and flap your hand around. Right. You pull that would be I'm going to
0: go do that while okay, you okay, uh, okay. do don't, the quiz.
1: Okay, don't look over my shoulder at the, at the end, so I'm going to hide the card. Today's Breakfast Bible Quiz is a Who Am I quiz. This is a Bible character. The first clue is this. After living in Moab for about 10 years, I returned to Bethlehem just as the barley harvest was beginning. I, after living in Moab for about 10 years, um, I returned to Bethlehem just as a barley barley harvest was beginning. And today's prize, Lawson's just picked it up, picked it out. It is a copy of a book called God Has a Home for You, Help in Daily Living by E.G. White. God Has a Home for You. It's a beautiful book. Um, Do you know what this is on the back? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It says, have you ever wondered about heaven? Is it a real place? And is Jesus truly coming to take his children home? If you've asked these or other questions, you'll find helpful answers in this book. Um, When Christ came to earth, this uh, this first time he came in loneliness and obscurity and his life here was one of suffering and poverty at his second coming all will be changed he'll be surrounded by 10,000 times 10,000s and thousands and thousands of angels each chapter in this book is filled with glorious biblical truth regarding Christ's second coming and the home he is preparing for his children what a precious joy inspiring hope is the promise of his appearing I'm really excited. This, is, this sounds like a really nice book. I know I don't want to give break. I don't want to keep it. Uh, but that is the prize for today. God has a home for you, all about heaven and Jesus' second coming. Uh, one of the most hope-filled messages you could possibly share uh, with others and, of course, with yourself. Mm. Lawson. Yes. Let's discuss this flyer you've brought in because I'm pooper super excited about this. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> this is not your first campaign, is it?
0: No. No. It's not my first radio.
1: It's, it's not a, your first it's radio. It's round two right here. Uh, but your first one was in Ethiopia, right? Yeah. So, this yeah. is your first Australian, Australian campaign. Yes. So, Lawson is going to be preaching a campaign. Both Lyle and Lawson are preaching a campaign. And this is a significant moment, um, not just for you, but for Faith of FM, because we're going to be broadcasting live. Oh, really? Have they told you this? No. This is so exciting. So, we're actually going to be moving the studio to this venue and we're going to be broadcasting from there in the morning, and then in the evenings, you're going to be live on Faith FM. You! It's what? going to be mad. It's going what to be mad, a good time. mad, mad, mad. So cool. Um, so it's free to the public. So listeners, you can turn up to this. This is so amazing. Uh, he's, you're be, uh, Lawson and Lyle are going to be preaching the prophetic code, ancient mysteries, um, talking about um, prophecy, Bible prophecy, all very exciting. It starts this month, Friday the 20th of September. Um Booking it would be good uh, The venue is the Raymond Terrace Missions um, Which is 45 William Street in Raymond Terrace Here in the Newcastle area uh, You can contact Jasmine for more information Different Jasmine to producer Jasmine There's lots of Jasmine floating around mm. uh, Her number is 0457699371 If you didn't catch that number Just give us a call 1-800-FAITH-FM We'll tell you what it is um, But yeah, so it's a, it's in Raymond Terrace uh, It starts on the 20th of September Lawson, are you nervous? No, uh, can be preaching yeah. for multiple nights. It yeah. goes for like three, four weeks or so. Three weeks. Yeah. Uh, people who turn up get a free Bible as well. Um, so there is going to be two. There is going to be two topics each night. Um, Lawson covers the first one. Lyle covers the second one. Is that no, how it works? No,
0: we kind of split it up into like little sections and groups. Okay. So Lyle's doing the first three, for example, and then I'm doing one. Then it goes back to back for a little bit, and then I have like a three part series uh, later in the series on death. Uh-huh. Uh, which will be really great, and uh, yeah, so it's it's a little bit back and forward, a little bit you know here, Very a little interesting. bit there, yeah. but um, yeah, it's like I'm I'm really keen. I'm like I'm pumped. This is I'm a hyped. beautiful
1: flyer, by the way. This is like a yeah. four spread. Well, no more. It's like it's an A3. A4. It's A3. It's an, yeah, A3, an A3, A3 folded. Half. Yeah, it's beautiful. Like I guess all ancient cultures developed their communications and liturgies through the use of symbols, rituals, and myths. This astounding series uncovers some of the most amazing connections between these ancient rituals and symbols and their direct use by global powers, organizations, and societies today. Um, we will also investigate the Christian paganization of these symbols, rituals and myths within established Christianity. Dude, this is exciting as. Yeah. I can't wait to hear you preach this stuff. I was so bummed that when we were in Africa, I couldn't go because I was also preaching a campaign. <laughs> well, <laughs> half of it with Vani. Um, cause I wanted to hear you preach your first ever campaign. Um, but I will be there to hear you preach your second ever campaign. Mm. I'm very excited. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, but Lyle and I will be broadcasting live from there. And then you and Lyle in the evenings broadcast line. I think I have to M C it. So I'm emceeing the oh, radio Yeah So I'll be doing like a little bit of commentary Like Lawson is picking up his bible He is headed <laughs> for the stage He climbs the stairs Two at a time He grabs the microphone And he's preaching He's off no. <laughs> That's gonna be me <laughs> Yeah it's gonna be great I'm very I'm very very, very excited You should do <laughs>
0: Do like the the tr- Like the trailer for the series <laughs>
1: like, In a
0: world Where two men Read their bible <laughs> and then talk about it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's going to be great. Come along. Come along, everyone. It is free. You will get a free Bible yes, for attending as well. It is completely
0: free. Please come. Please yeah. hang out with us. Mm-hmm. It's going to be awesome. If you're in the Newcastle area, or even further, if you feel so compelled to come, yeah, come to Raymond Terrace Mission. We're on 45 Williams Street. The number that uh, Mon shared before not only gives you more information, but gives you the ability to book a seat. So give us a call, one 800 Three, two, four, eight, four, three, and you'll be able to do that. But um, what are oh
1: my days? What's up? I just discovered I have double things to be thankful for this morning. I didn't even realize.
0: Yeah, what's so up? So praying
1: my little brother Emery while he was fixing my car while he was over yesterday. He also fixed my washing machine. He's the best. What a guy. I love what him. What a man. there what are a lo- man, There are a lots man, of people in this studio man. who love he's him, he's actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 Yes, it doesn't help that our um, producer jazz is his girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> so, we all
0: love him here. And, of course, I live with Emery, so. So, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. We're a tight-knit group. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. We hang.
1: Okay. I've got a really cool story to tell you, Lawson. All right. Get this right: a blind man has developed a smart cane. Like you know how blind, like blind people have canes. Yeah. So he's developed a smart cane that basically uses Google Maps and sensors to identify <laughs> one's yes. surroundings. Isn't that just the that coolest? That is the thing? best. Thing I love ever. it when tech helps out um, people with uh, with uh, disabilities. How, how do you spell it? Like visual impairment people. I don't even know what the PC term is. Yeah, But I think it's great when we use the technology that we mm-hmm. have invented for the greater good to yeah. assist those who really need it most. So it's an electronic walking stick. It's revolutionizing the way um, that blind people are navigating the world. Um, it protects people from low-hanging objects and obstacles above the chest level as well. It's called the WeWalk Walk. Um, smart cane. <laughs> so, yeah, it uses ultrasonic sensors to warn the user of nearby hindrances through wow, vibrations in the handle. Cool. Um, yeah, so it can be paired with a smartphone, like a Bluetooth system for easy control, and it's also integrated with voice assist and Google Maps software. Uh, it can use built-in speakers to inform the user of nearby shops and, and um, infrastructural details that, that they may not be able to see. Mm. Um, so, the guy who, uh, the co-founder and the CEO of WeWalk is Kerstat Salem. Uh, he's actually blind himself, mm. and uh, and he told journalists that he helped to develop the cane as a desire to use modern technology as a tool for the visually impaired. And he said, in these days we're talking about flying cars, but these people have just been given a plain old stick. Um, mm. But it's still it's just. It's as good to them as a flying car. As a blind person, when I am at the metro train station, I don't know which is my exit. I don't know which bus is approaching or what shops are around me. That kind of information is provided with the WeWalk. This is so cool. And this is actually a Turkish um, tech startup. Um, So this is developed in in Turkey. This is really cool. This is amazing. I, I wish more people would... Focus their energies, focus their talents on helping humanity like this. Like, mm. not only will this help other people, this will actually bring purpose to people's lives. The, mm. Yeah. Oh, oh my goodness. Someone's answered the quiz. Did you know what the answer was, Lawson? N- no, I didn't. Write Did it, you even yeah. hear the clue? Oh, I might have to give this person double prizes if you Yeah,
0: know. no, like I I was, you don't know like, who it was? I was like, Let I me was like... The, I'll
1: read out it to you. Q- After living in Moab for about ten years, I returned to Bethlehem just as the barley harvest was beginning. After living in Moab for ten years I returned to Bethlehem just as the barley harvest was beginning. The correct answer has been answered by Marilyn from Victoria. Lawson's got it wrong, so, Marilyn, you're getting double prizes. The answer, of course, was Naomi. Good on ya! Hallelujah,
4: I have found him whom I saw so long as craved. Jesus satisfies my love. Through his blood I now am saved
0: Welcome back to Faith FM. That was Chelsea Moon with Satisfied. And uh, we are going to continue into our... uh, Brand new quiz. Into our brand new quiz because... Someone won. The, who was that? That won the quiz. I Two. didn't catch it. You just said it really fast, and loud.
1: That was Marilyn from Victoria. Oh,
0: classic Marilyn.
1: Go on, here, Marilyn. Uh, Marilyn got has a little copy of the, um, that book about heaven. Oh, you have yes. to, to pick out a new prize now, am
0: Not picking out another prize. I'm <laughs> like really sorry.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and I've also chucked in a uh, double prize for her. So I'm going to give her an Ashray CD. Um, so Ashray's uh, first EP, beautiful yeah, nice. album. You- um, we particularly love that one because we actually discovered Ashray at camp we were sitting there broadcasting live from camp and then we heard this beautiful voice singing behind us but like we have to find that girl yeah. and get her on the radio so that's how actually we discovered her um so that's coming your way marilyn congratulations and yes i am going to start off with another quiz give it to us what book am i book of the bible obviously this is a quote from this book so let's see if you know your bible verses obey your leaders and submit to their authority. They keep watch over you as men who must give an account. Mm. Lawson looks a little bit. Uh, no, you're wrong, son. Let me just stop you right there. Don't even go any further. Uh, give me a call if you know. <laughs> this cuts you up so much when you it's, don't know the it's answer. It's in a
0: different version. So yeah, it I'm is. Like, it is. Um, it is.
1: Uh, if you ha- if you give me your KJV, <sighs> give me that KJV, and I'll read it out to you in the uh, in the original. Well, not the original. <laughs> <laughs> can, you, can you read Greek? <laughs> can I read? Nope. <laughs> okay, don't look at where I'm turning, though, because that would be cheaty-weedy. Uh, we don't cheat here. I must say, you really do cut yourself up about this lawsuit, didn't you? Yeah, sure. I know, because I just want to win. <laughs> yeah, man, so competitive. If you know the answer, by the way, give us a call. 1-800-Faith-FM. It's 1-800-324-843. Here it is in the KJV. Wait, hang on. Oh, no, wrong verse. Here we go. <laughs> Obey them that have the rule over you and submit yourselves, for they watch for your souls as they that must give account, that they may do it with joy and not with grief, for that uh, is unprofitable for you.
0: I, I think I know okay. it. Okay.
1: Give us another. Give us. Go on. Oh, no. oh have another no 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 no, 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 no. Next song you can have another go. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. So what book is that? I going to say, that's gives Give graceful. me a call. 1-800-324-843. Um, tell me what it is. Lawson. Yes. What's happening around the globe?
0: Dude, what's happening around the globe is wild stuff. But we're going to start in Australia because, like, how have you been finding this weather lately?
1: Um, Look, I don't mind it, but I I guess I'm I'm a bit... I'm a bit sad that we don't really have winters anymore. Yeah. Because I'm a huge scarf-wearing person. Yeah. And I barely cracked out a scarf once this whole Mm.
0: year. Yeah, well, it it was pretty warm, like... Maybe we, we experienced, like, just, this morning was kind of cold. Like, yeah. you know, it was we raining. We seem to the, think that
1: endless summer would be day. fabulous. But in reality, it's actually going to destroy us. It would It would yeah. be the worst. But yeah.
0: unfortunately, summer is already here. Yeah. Summer is serious. So I was talking to my dad yesterday. He's at the moment working in uh, central Queensland. And he was like, yep, yeah, we had a uh, a 34-degree day Ooh. today. I was like,
1: what? what? In September? <laughs> in
0: September. But already, um, meteorologists are saying that we're going to be having some 35 degrees day, not just in central Queensland, but in southeast Queensland um, this this week. We're going to be wow. having some 35 degree days. Um, we're going to be seeing in Brisbane, they're expected to reach uh, 31 and then 34 by Friday. Um and in Ipswich they're 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 calculating that they're gonna reach reach thirty six on Friday. So the temperatures are already soaring up there, it's already getting hotter and I could not be any more bummed because I am just not a summer person. Really? Yeah, I'm like That's I That's really
1: surprising. I thought you'd be totally a summer country.
0: I struggle with it, hey, like being that hot. Like I'm um, uh oh, nah. Sure I don't so know. Could- I I just I just like so my birthday's in October. I'm um, Actually, my birthday's coming up soon, October 22nd. He- Save he the day. Everyone. Yeah. I'm um, Actually, we're going to do a really cool, like, beach volleyball at nighttime party. So, oh, yeah. Well. S- watch October's this, a nice time for that. Watch this space. But, yeah, October's, like, the perfect month because it's, like, just so in the middle. And you can go to the beach and then you can wear a jumper at the same time and have just all kinds of fun. But no, soon it's going to be summer and it's going to be way too hot and it's just going to be sweaty all the time and I will have to wear shorts and a t-shirt which I just don't think there are any stylish shorts and t-shirts out there like they just get nowhere near like other things. I
1: vehemently disagree with you there. I think there's very stylish shorts and t-shirts you're just going to find. Well,
0: them. I disagree with you back and I, was it, I mean
1: <laughs> it depends on it depends on the wearer as well. Okay. And how they pull them off. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe you need to like go to the gym, Lawson.
0: Oh, whoa <laughs>
1: No, I'm kidding.
0: I, I don't I don't know if I've said this on Ray. Maybe I have. Maybe I have last time I was here, but I'm like I'm living my vegan life at the moment.
1: I've been thinking about you living your vegan and life. And
0: I'm like I'm like you know, I'm like eleven kilos down at the moment.
1: You look that's why I said to you when you came in this morning, I was like, Lawson, you look good. You look cute. <laughs> Yeah.
0: I might have to fan myself. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, but yeah. But, yeah. Oh, but do, do you know, with this, whole, with this whole weather topsy-turvy, I was thinking the other day, winter might end up becoming something that we have to travel for. Like you want to see a winter, you got to like get on a plane and go see places that still have snow and, and rain because Australia's just drying up, well, I which have, is a sign of the time for sure.
0: I have friends who are down uh, in Melbourne at the moment um, and they were hanging out. It was a nice snowy day they're having a snow day and throwing snowballs at each other down in, in Victoria.
1: We're up here sweltering.
0: So I'm like, man, well, I think it's just, it's moving, it's moving South, you know, that the, uh, the level of, uh, the
1: Bible does predict drought. Yeah. Yeah. Fully. Yeah.
0: Fully. So yeah, it's just something that's, that's going to come and, and we can already see the effects of it already. I was interesting um, with, uh, I picked up my pastor, um, Blake Penland, from the airport on Monday. He's just been over. Him and his family did a Lands tour for the last five weeks, oh, and they, fun. like, went all around. They started in Rome and went all around the shop. Um, but they were saying that the Dead Sea is now multiple Dead Seas because it's of the rate of ev- evaporation. Oh, wow. And, uh, like, the and the other sea, the Sea of Galilee isn't flowing into it fast enough. So they're building a pipe from the Red Sea to go into the Dead Sea. To, try and- to To try and save it because it's just like, Fair. just like evaporating basically. But in other news, and this is something that I've been calling for the longest time. Like I am like for sure, Monica. I just want to ask you what do you, what do you think about vaping?
1: I think it's unbelievably stupid. Well, and extremely unhealthy.
0: I agree with you. Um, Vaping is something that, you know, I, I, I've seen a little bit of around me, you know, vaping and e-cigarettes because, like, my family for a long time were largely smokers. Actually, my dad's been uh, smoke-free for, like, two and a half years now. So Good on you. Good, good on, dad. Um, the rest of my family have, yeah, followed suit. But vaping is something, you know, it always sort of comes up in conversations. Ah, like, oh, you know, it's, it's like smoking, but it's healthy. I'm like, well, it kind of still looks like an addiction. Like, what's the point? Mm-hmm. Um, especially when people, you know, do nicotine vapes and try and, like, step off it but then they just keep going with that um but a teen um has been put into a medically induced coma after developing a lung disease from vaping every day for three years yeah and this is the thing i always see. Mm-hmm. i'm like so you're constantly puffing your lungs up full of steam
1: mm-hmm.
0: like that that is like the a1 way to get pneumonia yeah and yep. that's what's happened to this girl she's actually uh, developed. Uh, her pneumonia. Her name's uh, Maddie Nelson. She's from the U.S. She's developed uh pneumonia from vaping every single day from the buildup of white blood cells on the inside of her lungs. That's inflamed it. And yeah. then yeah, I knew this
1: day would come. I knew they would come when they would be like, oh, hang on. Actually, it's not healthy and it's not safe. Breathing anything into your lungs other than air is not a good idea. Yeah, sure. Fully. Maybe when you have a cold, you can like inhale some eucalyptus steam. But, yeah, like that's just medicinal. As yeah. an everyday thing nothing except for air should go in there
0: hundred percent you know and we like I see that in the in the music world they have like these little vape things to like dry their or to like no sorry moisturize or to to soothe their 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 voices and their lungs before they go up on stage mm-hmm. like especially if they're sick or whatever um but yeah to to just be continually vaping what we're seeing right here and we've already heard reports of this um numerous reports of this already. But it's just coming up more and more and more now that, oh, no, vaping, which is, you know, inhaling steam is is just like you know, inflating your lungs and is giving you pneumonia. It's so so poxy. As well. So I'm, I am just super keen for the day when we just get over vaping, you know, we're already like heavily moving away from smoking, you know, uh, where it's essentially a ban by tax in Australia at the moment with packets costing like $50 and stuff like that, which I think is a, is a good thing. I'm, I'm, not, I'm just like smoking needs to stop. Um, but I, I'm honestly like, yeah, vaping does too. Like having either of those things in your life is not a benefit to you.
1: Yeah. Oh, by the way, Lawson, someone's answered the quiz, the second quiz. I knew (laughs) this one. Nick from Victoria. I knew it. I knew it. Quickly write it down. Otherwise, I'm going to have to give this guy. Okay, yes, you are correct. Uh, So Nick from Victoria, congratulations, you won the second prize, which we haven't even what it is yet, but we'll find out. (laughs) (laughs) Before
2: the throne of God above, I have a strong and perfect plea. A great high priest whose name is love Whoever lives and pleads for me My name is graven on his hands My name is written on his heart I know that while in heaven he stands No tongue can bid me depart When Satan tempts me to despair And tells me of my guilt within Upward I look and see him there Who made an end of all my sin because the sinless Savior died My sinful soul is counted free For God the just is satisfied To look on Him and pardon me Behold Him there though. My perfect spotless righteousness The great unchangeable I am The King of glory and of grace One with Himself I cannot die My soul is purchased by His blood my life is hid with Christ on high With Christ my Savior and my God My life is hid with Christ on high With Christ my Savior and my
5: timer, so there, my phone is off. Can I just move that microphone? I'm just going to put it here. maybe Just like that. Yep. Cool. Can you give me a quick test? Hello, how are you doing? Yep. How are you doing, Lyle? All
3: oh, good. <coughs> okay, three, two, one. Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to Faith FM 87.6, 87.18, or 88 right across Australia. Um, I'm here with uh, Dr. Taz Walker, who's an engineer and geologist. Um, And and I've met up with Taz at the Creation Ministries International Super Conference in Queensland. He has just presented a, a really quite astounding presentation looking at a geological model which uh, is based on the biblical story of creation and the flood. Now, Taz, I'm wondering whether you can tell us a little bit about this. Obviously, in the presentation, you were able to put a slide up so that we could clearly see how it worked. Maybe you could build a bit of a word, a word picture of, uh, of this geological model.
5: Right. Uh, well, geology is a science, and unlike many sciences, geology looks at the rocks, but they want to know what happened in the past. Now we can't go back into the past and do a scientific experiment. We can't go back into the past and make observations. We can only make observations in the present. So geologists need to construct their own they need to construct their own uh, history of the past and use that to interpret geology. So the the mainstream geological uh, you know, a- academic circles they have developed a history which is based on the idea that everything in the present is just the same as what happened in the past and nothing very much happened uh, that's different from what we see now. And with that model, they uh, have come up with the idea that the world is hundreds and hundreds of millions of years old and everything happened very slowly. Now, of course, that contradicts what the Bible says, uh, but the Bible gives us a real history of the universe So we start with what the Bible says, which is uh, the the issue that God created. There was a creation where the whole world, the globe, the earth, was created uh, in six days and everything on it. And then there was a history that went for some 1,700 years. And then there was a global flood where the whole earth was deluged and destroyed. And uh, that impacted the geology of the earth. And since the flood basically... (laughs)
3: Yep, we'll let that one out. <laughs>
5: so, yeah, it's popped off. So uh, that's interesting. You'll have to cut that one out. Yeah. And, uh, so, and, and since the flood, things have been very much the same as what we see happening today. There's been some variation, but very much the same. So, so basically the geological model uh, looks at the rocks of the field and interprets them within that biblical framework. And we find that it works really, really well. Uh, the main feature, the main event that's uh, recorded in the Bible is the global flood, and that explains the rocks and the fossils.
3: Okay, so the global flood, that's obviously going to create a lot of sedimentary rock, is that correct?
5: It creates a lot of sedimentary rock, but also uh, the, it involved a lot of volcanic activity. So you get, uh, you get granites and you get basalts and a lot of... Uh, volcanic ash which is produced at the same time. Plus it gets a lot of uh, uh, movements of the Earth's crust and that pushes the rocks around and it creates metamorphic rocks. So all the rocks which are on the surface of the Earth today uh, were created, formed during that, that, that event. And uh, it's a very, very large event, uh, larger than people can even imagine because it involved the whole of the planet.
3: Sure. Now, if we go back to um, let's say we go back go back to um, day one of creation, are we able to identify? Okay, these were rocks that were formed, you know, on, on, on when the world was created, and then we have, you know, uh, obviously, you know, different rocks that, that that were formed before the flood. Are we able to identify rocks pre-flood and then, obviously, during and post-flood?
5: The short answer from my perspective is perspective is no. When I developed this model quite a number of years ago, I uh, considered the creation event and uh, looked at what sort of things, what would they look like, the rocks which formed during that creation event, uh, with a view to be able to go into the field and look at the rocks and identify creation rocks. And over the years, I've come to the conclusion that uh, the flood was such a large catastrophe that everything that existed before the flood has been destroyed. Uh, and, uh, but not all creationist geologists would uh, interpret the rocks that, that way. There would be some who would point to some rocks which are uh, very deep, in the, uh, that were formed very deep in the earth, now at the surface of the earth, and they would say that they would, were uh, created during creation week or formed during creation week. But uh, I am not really convinced of that. I think the flood is the main event and what we see on the Earth is the consequence of the global flood.
3: Now, you identified some different stages of the flood. What are those different stages of the flood in, in, in relationship to how it actually formed rocks?
5: Yes, well, when you think about the flood... Uh, I was, it's a very simple concept really. There's a period of time when the waters rose and the Bible talks about the waters prevailed on the earth and they rose on the earth and they continued to rise until uh, every high mountain under the entire heavens were covered and it was some five months uh, before the ark uh, eventually came to rest on the mountains of Arat and then for the remainder of the year-long event of the flood the waters were receding into the oceans and and going back into the oceans where where they are today. And so the two main sequences are uh, rising period of the flood and the receding stage of the flood. And so we identified various criteria for being able to identify where the rocks fitted and based on those criteria uh, came to the conclusion, which was surprising, that uh, most of the rocks which are on the geologic column were formed as the floodwaters were rising. Uh, there were not a lot of rocks which were formed as they were receding, and then there's even less which were formed in the post-flood period. Mm, sure.
3: So uh, so we, in the receding period, I guess we've got a lot more erosion happening than actual formation.
5: On the continents, there was a lot of erosion, and geologists recognise this, all, all geologists recognise this, Um in North America, for example, around Grand Canyon, there's been kilometres of uh, sedimentary material which has been eroded away. And the, uh, the old geologists called it the Great Denudation, where the whole of the landscape was denuded of sedimentary rock, kilometres of it. And the same thing applies in Australia. And so, but that material which was eroded as the floodwaters were going back into the oceans... That was deposited at the edges of the continents and it now forms the continental shelves. And there's various features in the shape of the landscapes and in the appearance of the continental shelves which are characteristic of the geological and uh, hydrologic processes which occurred at this time. Mm. Mm.
3: Now... does all sedimentary rock, because you know, if sedimentary rock then is is, is created during the uh, during the flood during this you know is this inundation period primarily on the on the continents. Does all sedimentary rock contain uh, life forms like you know fossils, coal, oil, these kind of things?
5: A lot of sedimentary rock does contain those things, but probably the majority of the sedimentary rock would be in the uh, classified by mainstream geologists as pre-Cambrian, and uh, almost all of this uh, would be devoid of fossils. So, but there are, there's a lot of a fo- uh, fossils which are contained uh, in the Cambrian and uh, younger, and the geologists call, call, it, um, uh, call it the Phanerozoic, which means the, uh, the, the period where you see the, 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 the zoic being fossils where you see the fossils, and the, uh, before that there's a period where there's no fossils. and so yeah. so from a
3: creationist perspective, what would account for that?
5: Uh, it basically would be the early stages of the flood, the sediments were eroded and deposited, and uh, it would have been. Uh, material which was devoid of fossils and it was only later on uh, when the uh, various um, environments were ripped up and uh, then the the living forms from within those environments were then deposited on top of the material which was already there. So there's a great period of no fossils and then there's a period of fossils and uh, many people thought that the period where there's no fossils that would be creation rocks uh, But I look at it and it contains uh, lots of volcanic material. And I think to myself that that's not consistent with a good creation. I can't envisage lots of volcanic eruptions and volcanic material being formed during the creation week. And so I think that must have been early flood.
3: Sure, sure. Now, with uh, (coughs) with this whole flood event, And this is a question that, um, you know, that we often get asked. I'm sure you've been asked before. You know, where did all the water come from? Where did all the water go to? You know, we've got mountains that uh, are as high as Everest and uh, we don't have enough water to cover that.
5: Um, How does that all work? How does that all work? Well, basically, it's the crust of the earth. The crust of the earth is uneven. The continents sit high, the ocean basins sit low, and on the continents, the, the mountains sit even higher. Now, if the crust of the Earth is evened out, so the ocean basins are pushed up and the continents are pushed down and the surface is made even, then there is enough water on the Earth at the present to cover the whole of the Earth to a depth of some three kilometres. And so the, the, uh, the general understanding is, or the explanation is, the flood involved tectonic movements in which the crust of the Earth moved, as well as moving sideways, there was vertical movements. And and as far as the Earth is concerned, uh, it's relatively very small movements compared to the diameter of the Earth. But as far as people are concerned, it's monstrous movements, you know, moving 10, 20 kilometres, some of the faulting which occurs in the crust of the Earth. So that movement of the crust is what uh, enabled the waters to come up on the continents and cover the whole of the continents and to erode the continents. And then as the, um, a- as the crust continued to move and the ocean basin sank down and received the flood waters, movements into the crust then pushed up the mountains, which we see on the earth today. So the Himalayas, which includes Everest, that was pushed up very late in the flood. As the the ocean basin sank and the crust moved, it pushed those mountains up. And they're late, very late, geologically speaking.
3: I understand that some of these mountains, you know, they've got fossils of, you know, all kinds of creatures at very high altitudes, even sea creatures at high altitudes. What's the highest
5: altitude of uh, fossils that you'll actually find? Yes, that's exactly right. Uh, you find uh, marine creatures which are, which are buried in sediments or in rocks on the top of all the mountains or most mountains of the world. Mount Everest is one which has marine marine sediments on the top of Mount Everest and there were, there were samples collected by various climbers including Sir Edmund Hillary when he was up there and they contain sea lilies, remains of sea lilies which are marine a marine creature. So uh, the sediments which are up on Mount Everest were once under the ocean and they've been pushed up and that would have been pushed up uh, as, the, uh, as the floodwaters were receding. So the waters of the flood didn't need to go above Mount Everest because Mount Everest didn't exist uh, at a certain time of in the history, but uh, it, uh, Mount Everest emerged above the floodwaters uh, towards the end of that, uh, that event.
3: Yes, this is fascinating to uh, I've not actually realise that you had that on, you know, those kind of organisms and, and plants and whatnot on top of Mount Everest itself. But, um, yeah, it's hard to imagine that being underwater at one stage, but the evidence is right there.
5: The evidence is right there. It's incredible.
3: <coughs> yeah. Now, with the model that you've got, um, you know, obviously, as you say, we, we, none of us were there in the past. This is not experimental science. This is historical science. Um, why would you say that your model is a better fit for what we see in the world today than the evolutionary model?
5: Well, the model that uh, that I've produced does reveal some amazing, amazing features, which are uh, have been puzzles for the evolutionary model. The evolutionary model is based on the idea that everything just continues the same as it has. And the same as it continues today, it just goes on indefinitely in the past. And so you find, for example, things like um, the shape of the landscapes that we see today. Uh, There are certain features in those landscapes which uh, people who hold to the evolutionary long-age model have been wrestling with for over 100 years and are not able to really understand why these features exist. One example is there rivers which flow straight through mountain ranges and uh, in Central Australia is a great example. There would be dozens and dozens of rivers which cut right across mountain ranges and uh, the word for that is it's called a water gap where the water flows through the range and the question is why does it do that? Why wouldn't the water just flow around the range And the answer is that it started flowing through the range as the floodwaters were receding. When the floodwaters were above the range, they were moving across the landscape. And then when the range started to poke above the level of the water, the water then was channeled into one particular area and that formed these water gaps. And you see them everywhere. So whenever I do presentations, I talk about water gaps, people see these and then they, they understand the concept and they see these water gaps in the areas in which they live. And so they'll write to me and say, "Wow, there's a water gap here or there's a water gap there. And it really opens up a huge new vista on the understanding of the world. Another feature which is very common is we find lots of boulders sitting up on high plateaus. Uh, This is common in uh, North America. It's common in Southeast Asia. And so the, the, the boulders are rounded. They've been worn by water and they cover a large area. They've been carried a long way away from the areas where they were eroded. And it's a real puzzle to understand how did this happen? But the receding waters of the flood explain these boulders. So there's a lot of features like that which uh, the receding waters of the flood explain and creation magazine has been running a series of articles from uh, issue to issue about some of these amazing features in the landscape which are explained uh, elegantly by the receding waters of noah's flood
3: dr taz walker it's been fantastic having you on the show today really appreciate your input and uh, look forward to hearing more from you in the future uh, we're going to move on at this particular time and uh, so yeah stay tuned more great programming coming up right after this
6: we buried dreams laid them deep into the earth behind us said our goodbyes at the grave but ever- to Faith FM, positively different radio.
0: Listen. Sydney Wolverton.
4: I came to church of Edgar and found I have a savior. So
0: Anna Beaton.
4: Hallelujah!
0: It is all so very simple. And Kemi Ogandi. Don't miss this once-in-a-lifetime event as three of our country's best Christian singer-songwriters come together in concert. October 12th, 6.30 at Maitland SDA Church. Call 041-3122-348 now to book your seat.
6: Hurry
2: now.
6: He will take you by the
7: hand, lead you to that promised land. Can't you hear the blessed Savior calling you? When you've strayed from the fold and there's trouble in your soul, can't you hear the blessed Savior calling you? When your soul is lost in sin and you're at your journey's end, can't you hear the blessed Savior calling you? Calling you...
4: save your car